hello, truth seekers, freedom fighters, and defenders of liberty. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Freedom Speak on Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I want to invite you to check out my website at freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com where you can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows as well as other useful resources. You can send me your questions and comments and get started advertising by emailing me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. That is B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I-N-M at gmail.com. We got a jam-packed show today. Got some awesome guests. I want to start off talking a little bit about groupthink. It's a phenomena that I've observed quite a lot lately. Through my research of various articles on the subject, groupthink occurs when individuals in cohesive groups fail to consider alternative perspectives because they are motivated to reach a consensus, which typically results in making less than desirable decisions. It seems the left is the very definition of groupthink. In a book written by Newt Gingrich, he states... The left has thoroughly infiltrated nearly every cultural commanding height of our civilization. That is, they hold power, influence, and control of academia, the elite news media, Hollywood, union leaders, trial lawyers, the courts, the Congress, and the bureaucracy at all levels of government. They are radically redefining our very culture by deciding what is news, what is entertainment what our children learn in school, and what kind of government we should have. I have witnessed examples of all the points in which Newt is referring to. The left currently has all the political power in the federal government. They, can, they control most of the main, mainstream news outlets. Most of the news outlets considered conservative are influenced by left-leaning investors. Hollywood is inserting woke propaganda in, um, into almost everything they produce. Left-leaning union leaders take union dues and donate them to leftist politicians. Most trial lawyers were indoctrinated by Marxist professors in college. The courts are filled with mostly leftist lawyers, which became judges. The Supreme Court has been infiltrated by a mole and a handful of super-powerful fund managers such as BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard wield the power of ESG mandates over almost every major corporation. A big problem with groupthink is that if false information gets repeated enough times over and over, many people will believe it must be true. There was an old joke that said, if it's on the internet, it must be true. A lot of people used to think that, that about the news, too, that if it's on the news, it must be true. But we have discovered, especially over the past couple of years, that's not the case at all. A host on MSNBC even stated that it is their job to tell people what to think. Hey, Michelle, roll clip two. I just want people to hear that. Exactly. And that is, that's exactly what I hear. What you just said is what I hear from all the Trump supporters that I talk to who were Trump voters. 
and are still Trump supporters, they go, yeah, you guys are going crazy. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think, and that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah, if you look at the issues. Okay, that's uh, enough. That is their job, really. That's what they think. They think it is their job to control what people think. It's not the job of the news outlets to control what people think. It is their job to do unbiased, real investigative journalism and present the facts to the audience. It's up to the consumers of this information to decide what they think. It seems real journalism is mostly dead, and the big woke corporations have taken over the news agencies along with just about everything else. I believe we are seeing the destruction of many of the institutions which we've always thought could be trusted to provide reliable information. For years, we've been hearing from so-called scientists that have raised the alarm on a topic which has evolved from global warming, global cooling, to now simply climate change. We have been led to believe that CO2 is going to destroy the planet. For the past two years, billions of people around the world, without the backing of any real scientific evidence, have been coerced into wearing a mask, standing six feet apart, and submitting to scientific experimentation. Why isn't everybody questioning the logic of this? I could go on with many more examples of what I consider to be pseudoscience. I want to tell you that if you believe this nonsense, you are a victim of the group think I have been speaking of. For those of you that don't know the meaning of the term pseudoscience, it is defined as a theory, methodology, or practice that is considered to be without scientific foundation. Actual science involves the use of the scientific method, which involves asking a lot of questions, doing actual research, thinking of a hypothesis, and seeing if experiments by multiple researchers can duplicate the results to prove the theory. Then it becomes science fact. Real science has been replaced by consensus science. This is where you eliminate the arduous process of asking questions, doing research, doing actual thinking, and spending time actually proving your theories and simply see if everyone can just agree on the same opinion. For a few years now, the geniuses known as fact checkers at Facebook and Twitter have silenced scientists, doctors, and engineers who do actual research. Who needs any of those people anymore? Let's let the fact checkers do all the thinking. Apparently, they have all the answers to everything. Heck, if you're also a fan of the movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you will understand when I say maybe the fact checkers can also tell me what the number 42 means. For those of you that are saying that thinking just requires way too much effort, no worries. Soon, Biden's disinformation government's board will be there to tell you what is true and what is not. 
George Orwell called an organization just like this the Ministry of Truth. We are well on our way to achieving George Orwell's 1984 vision of a dystopian society. We already see doublethink in action in today's society. We see people holding simultaneously two opposite individual exclusive ideas or opinions and believing in both simultaneously and absolutely. We see the use of logic against logic and suspending disbelief in the contradiction. Is your head confused at this point by what I just said? I know mine is. The three slogans of the ruling party in the novel 1940 is, 1984 is, War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Now, I've been seeing some of the things going on in the world, especially the freedom is slavery thing. I was seeing some of the truckers going through California and as they drove through the streets with their American flags on their trucks, I see people running like wild animals through the streets, yelling, cursing, swearing profanities, and throwing eggs at the truckers. They have actually made, been made to believe that freedom is bad. This is all these freedom that these truckers are out there pushing for is freedom, freedom to choose. Maybe these should be the slogans of today's Democrat Party, since this seems to be the message they're pushing. Regardless of overwhelming proof of voter fraud, the groupthink mob is convinced it does not exist. This fact has successfully been put down the memory hole. The FBI has effectively become the thought police. They're breaking down doors of those that are part of that extreme MAGA crowd that disagree with the government and hauling them away to government-ran gulags ran by those that think the same way as the government. At least when they come to get me, I'll be among friends. I have a couple of those friends with me right now. One of them actually was in the gulag for a while. And he's got some stories to share, which hang around with us today, because we're going to really dig into that deep in the second hour today. So, Coy Griffin, one of my favorite patriots. He's been out there on the ground with us for over two years since I've been out there really, really active. He's been out there on his horse, Red. Everybody loves seeing him. Coy, say hi to everybody. Becky, thank you so much for having me on today. And, and it's a real honor and a privilege. Um, your opening monologue, um, I, my only prayer is that it can be heard by millions because millions need to hear it. Um, unfortunately, we're, we're still in a country that um, is very disillusioned, is very, away, uh, very asleep. Um, though we're starting to come out of this slumber, um, I believe we still have a long ways to go. So I pray that the Lord will bless your work and, and efforts in that. And, uh, thank you. And I thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Awesome. Now, my other guest is, I hope I get this right, Rowena? Correct. Tachias. Correct. Yay, I got it right. Or Roe for short. Roe. I met her the other day at a campaign event we had at her, at her house with her and her husband. Mm -hmm. Really nice people. I love both of them. I'm going to have her husband on sometime, too. He was traveling today, from what I understand. Correct. I was out there with my friend uh, Audrey Trujillo, which is running for Secretary of State. And you guys all need to follow her and vote for a big time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ro, tell yes. us about yourself. Well, um, 
it's hard to compete with you guys, oh, but yeah. <laughs> so um, my husband Michael is a retired uh, lieutenant colonel out of the army, and we decided to convert a family ranch to a wounded warrior retreat. My husband is a 100% disabled veteran, and it is our way of giving back. So along with um, raising my kids and sending them on their own, I'm now taking care of my, my retired husband because I have to follow him around and keep him in check. And then um, what we do is we are advocates for veterans and their families and how we work together with that is um, you always hear things about the veteran, right? What you don't hear about are the, the families, the wives and the kids who went without their their spouses and had to take care of the things, you know, at home. So using our ranch and, and our nonprofit organization is bringing those families together and um, finding ways to reconnect and to make it work. My husband and I, our philosophy is we just don't quit on the same day. Awesome. You know, one of my advertisers, Michael, he is He's with Agave Builders, and they help veterans by helping build homes for them, which I think yeah. is amazing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Whenever you have the hands-on approach like y'all do, Ro, um, you know, that's to be so commended and so honored, you know, where you guys are physically reaching out because a lot of times it's easy to say, well, we support them, but for you to actually get boots on the ground and infrastructure in place to bless these families, um, that's to be highly regarded. And thanks, and, and it's hard because first of all, when I came up with the name, it didn't dawn on me. Um, we are Cabazone Wounded Warrior Haven. So I'll have people all the time, hey, I donate to you every month. And I'm like, I'm sure you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's We're not Wounded Warriors yes. Project, Wounded Warrior Project. We're Cabazone Wounded Warrior Haven. And we're local. We're, it's 100% local here. Awesome. So that's what we try to do. That's great. So what do you guys think about my open? Uh, the uh, things I said in my open. I, I, I see this. I got to thinking about group think yes and how how you get this and the democrats are the worst about this yeah. about the group think thing you know i'm always hearing about how democrats always stick together they always circle the wagons they always yeah. they always they're united they are yeah. they're totally united and why i think it's because of group think probably yeah Republicans, we're the hardest ones to, to we're like herding cats. Sure. Because we all got our, exactly. we're all a lot of bunch of free thinkers for the most thing. And we're always arguing amongst ourselves, which is yep. our biggest downfall. But it's our best strength, too. Yep. We're all a bunch of thinkers. We just got to figure out how to get together and say, okay, uh, I, I agree. I, I, I support your point of view. And, and, and they need to say, yeah, I support your point of view. It's like, where can we come together in the middle? Sure. You know, like this upcoming election coming up. Yeah. We've got so many good candidates running sure. on the Republican side. Sure. And I've been telling people that any one of these Republicans that gets selected and gets to run up against these corrupt, evil Democrats, yeah. we'd be way better off. You know, um, I, I, uh, I'm not so sure about that. Um, I agree. You know, I, uh, I'm glad you said I, that. I would rather, um, 
you know, I, I'd, I'd rather have somebody in that office in a sworn enemy camp that stands on a very different platform mm -hmm. or have one in that office that stands firmly on the platform that I stand on. But, um, you know, we have to be very careful who we choose to put in that office because um, I've learned in my venture in politics, nobody can hurt you um, as hard, as bad as the person that's standing the closest to you. Mm -hmm. So if we put somebody in that office that, um, uh, you know, that we can't trust on every front, um, I believe that could lead us down a more dangerous road than we're already on. I mean, um, you know, we look at some of those on the Republican side nowadays. If you look at Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, or Mitch McConnell, or Paul Ryan, or Mitt Romney, or I could go on and on and on and on about how I don't think that these leaders, if you call them leaders, are necessarily productive for our mm -hmm. movement. Um, oh, I completely it, agree even with you though, there. Even though they're Republicans, I mean, you look at even like Greg Abbott in Texas, um, you know, I, I, I don't agree and I don't support um, a lot of the things that he does in office, I don't think. Or it's like almost I they agree. can be almost enough, they can do almost enough to make you kind of accept them, but at the, at the same time, they're hurting you on the backside more than they're helping the well, movement. Well, know? look at what Abbott was doing over the past two years. He, he did lock down Texas. He did go along with the nonsense. He did. Absolutely. He did. And now he's like completely doing this 180, and yeah. I think it's well, because so the election. But so is Beto. Yeah, yeah Beto is too. All right. So, yeah. um, so uh, we own a property. We live in Texas half the time mm -hmm. and New Mexico half the time. Yeah. So as of right now, today, I vote Texas, my husband votes New Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. we, we split it. So I obviously, for exactly what you're saying, I didn't, um, in the primary, vote for Abbott. Yes. You know, I, I, I was for Mr. Either. West. No, I that's wouldn't. Who, that's who oh, I, I was, yeah. right? I wouldn't Alan have voted West. for Abbott either. Exactly. No but now I have to choose between Beto sure. and Abbott. So it's obvious who <sighs> I'm going to choose. But there was so many other opportunities. See, that's the point I was making. Exactly. And what I was going to say to what Coy said is, here's the problem with every single person you named. They're going to be voted in because of name recognition, yeah. and we have the same situation going to happen here yeah. mm -hmm. in New Mexico, right. and it's unfortunate That's because right. I don't care that you can read a teleprompter. I don't care that you look good on TV and that everyone knows your name. Yeah. I need you to do a job. And I need somebody who has teeth and who is, I can see, transparent and who's willing to let me say, you know what, you're going down the wrong road or I don't like what you're doing. 100%. And, and we don't have that. It, it scares me with exactly what you say. Because yeah. the worst thing, what I've been doing, like, I, I, Becca, I opened my home to mm -hmm. have my neighbors and my friends come to hear very specific candidates. And that's yeah. why I did it in my home, because yes. I could control who... Sure who I had, funny that we were talking about control, that I could control who I had as candidates in my home. Yes. Because I'm not going to support, just because you're on the same ticket yep. that, that I'm going to vote on, you have to earn my vote. By, by the way, I love the candidates you had at your home. Right? Yeah. That's who needs, could you imagine, uh, you yeah. know, several people, and there were many people in my home I had no, I did not know because I put this on the next door app. Yeah. So there were just people from my community. And, uh, I had several people say, wow, if the people in this room, the candidates in this room ran this state, we'd be on national TV I, every I day. I call it the dream team. It, absolutely. That would be the dream team. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the and it's funny another thing you said, Coy, when you say you think we're waking up because the, the going slogan is we're woke. Everything's woke, but how asleep are we, right? Yeah. And and another thing that um, conservatives, Republicans, and, and I don't really like the Democrat and Republican title, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's unfortunate. I, there's many friends of ours that are Democrats, sure. and I love them to death. Amen. I do. So I don't want to throw anyone in. I don't want to throw everyone in one category. Sure. Right. But I'm by the way, I, when I refer to Democrats, I'm referring to Democrat politicians. Sure. Because they there are walking go. in lockstep towards right. yeah. a, something that, that yeah. doesn't, re doesn't resemble America at all. Right. But, it doesn't, but it doesn't resemble that party either. Perhaps that's no. what I was going to no, say. No, it really doesn't. Can, can you compare today's no. Democrat, quote, Democrat party to the Kennedy no, era? No, not you at cannot. all. No. The, reason, the reason why is because the socialists and the communists have to have a, a party to run on. They can't run as socialists. They can't run as communists. And so our country refuses to have so more they, than two. Yeah, right? so they run as Democrats. But the problem in that group is all of your old blue dog Democrats are riding on the back of a bus that is driven by the most socially progressive, crazy, uh, uh, you know, people that, people that could be in place because that's the way they operate. The activists always work their way up into leadership positions, and they've done that in the mm -hmm. Democrat Party, I believe. Because people are sheeple. Sure. They, they really are. Passive. They are. And, and the beauty about radio, about social media, is there you you get people who normally would never be confrontational, would never give their opinion, but behind a keyboard, oh, they can oh, yeah. be a warrior. They can, sure. they can say and they can sure. do whatever they want because they would never say it face-to-face, -face, in I, person with somebody. I do. I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> I yeah. get in a lot of trouble. I do, too. But, you know, but, like, going back to your opening um, and a lot of the things that were said on it, what we have to realize and understand, and we do more and more every day, is that the very things that typically the Democrats are accusing the Republicans of doing is the very thing that they're doing themselves. You know, like, call, call it, calling the election the big lie. Well, the big lie is the fraud that was in the election, but they want to call the big lie saying our elections were fraudulent. You see, it's like everything that they are doing, they will accuse us of doing that Absolutely. same. You know, I mean, you, you don't look at anything any more racist um, in America today than what the Democrats, the, 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 the policy that the Democrats are pushing where it identifies people of their gender, um, their race, their sexuality, and then the government is giving them preference or giving them uh, privilege based on those identifying factors. And in my opinion, I thought that was called discrimination in racism because you're identifying people by the color of their skin, their gender, Absolutely. their sexuality. We're not supposed to do that in America At today. All. We're a we're a melting pot of all different colors, all different genders, all different sexualities. We should all be respected and we should all be represented the same way instead of the white, black, brown, people of colors, this, this, that. We need to stop doing that in our country if we're ever going to have healing or ever have unity. Exactly. I totally agree.
I totally agree. Mm -hmm. They're, but you know, I think they are no, they are knowingly using those issues to drive a wedge in between us. They're, it's it's sure a it's a divide and conquer sure strategy. It and is. it's the think tank thing that you went you you brought up a minute ago because inside of those think tanks they come up with narratives. Okay, we need to sell this narrative. They put a think tank tank together to support the narrative that they've already produced, and then they all come together and they push that forward where on our side we're praying for God's will to be done we're seeking the Lord to lead us we're praying for wisdom we're praying for ideas um, we don't have a set narrative of, of what we want to do and promote we're, 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 we should be moving as the Spirit of God moves and that's that's what makes us much different than their side on our side if we are truly to be submitted as commanded in the Bible, we're to esteem one another better than ourselves. And so we, if we can do that, there's a level of humility that we come to where we can truly listen to somebody else's ideas and consider those ideas. We measure them against our own convictions, our own platform, and then then we, 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 we're sharpened, we're edified, and we, we move forward either stronger in our position or maybe more given to somebody else's position as we listen to what they have to say, but in the Democrat side, they don't—they don't necessarily have that. They have mission as this, and they—and they craft and they shape all of their ideas to that one mission instead of being given to God and being sensitive to the Spirit of God and 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 moving forward in that manner, which is, I believe, is much more healthy and productive. And oh, totally. I, I made the comment I don't know a few weeks ago that if we got rid of all the laws and made the Ten Commandments the Amen. laws, we'd be in good shape. Amen. Really? Amen. I mean, the Ten Commandments cover all the bases. And you look at what the government does. You know, the government removes the Ten Commandments from all, every public place, and then Nancy Pelosi gets up there and says, nobody is above the law. But the law that she's talking about is the law that they are putting in place right that, now. That she's, they, yes, yes that you she's, know, they, uh, the law that they're projecting. in control of, the law that they've weaponized through the FBI, the Secret Service, the CIA, all of our intelligence agencies, our DOJ, it's been weaponized, and now our judicial system and our laws are used, being used to politically destroy opponents the same way the KGB operates in communist Russia. It's the same type of organization, unfortunately, and I hate to compare the FBI with the KGB, but whenever you look like it, walk like it, smell like it, then what else are we supposed to do, FBI? You know, I mean, it's, it's very sad. Our country's in a very sad state right now. But my prayer is that there's a purge going on inside of those agencies. I believe there is. I've gotten information back that there is. Mm -hmm. um, so we're beginning to have a purge inside of those intelligence agencies that have been so hijacked uh, by corruption, by the left. Um, you know, whenever you look at the hijacked of our intelligence agencies, do you always, I always have to factor in Jeffrey Epstein. I usually typically factor in Epstein into everything. Everything. involved in just about everything. But, everything, it, but, but if, you, if you look at, yeah, if you look at the place that Jeffrey Epstein had though in his, uh, sexual ranches or whatever you call them, the Zorro Ranch for say, 
Jeffrey Epstein knew the power of surveillance. Jeffrey Epstein had everything surveilled, okay? He had control rooms inside of those mansions with monitors and listening devices and recording devices and everything under the sun. So Epstein would record and had dirt on all of our political leaders that were given over into this evil of this sexual stuff out there at the Zorro Ranch. And... Um, but Epstein would use that to leverage not only our political leaders, but also those inside of our intelligence agencies. Because, you know, whenever Bill Clinton flew on Epstein's jet, what was recorded 26 times, I believe, he was under Secret Service protection during those trips as well. So that means the Secret Service is compromised in the Epstein deal with Bill Richardson, and what were those agents doing whenever they would visit these places? Were they also being compromised in some of these acts? And now Epstein has control over not only the somebody like Clinton, but also over the Secret Service, the CIA, the FBI. But even let's say, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're, but you're even, fine. But for example, the Secret Service agents, right? Yes. Um, they have a sworn duty, yes. right? And I don't, I don't care what... TV show you watch, you always see that's that's the guys who are the witness, right? Yes. They're the witness. So they may not have them, Epstein may not have anything to corrupt those agents, but those agents say anything, they lose their job and they have a family to support. So it isn't I that know. necessarily, the and, and it isn't even necessarily that there are, you know, I don't believe it's the the low men on the totem pole in the FBI. No. I, I believe that the those people, Rays, the Robert it's, Mullers, it's the, James the swamp yep. has to do with the leadership. You're absolutely and, right. and I don't understand where is the line drawn where all of a sudden at some levels, is it a pay grade? Is it a job title? Is it a responsibility where you cross this line because when you were Jade, you know, John Doe, sure. l low man on the totem pole, sure. it was all about justice and, you know, yeah. keeping serving with the country, rules and dignity, serving honor. and everything. Mm -hmm. But it, where's the line? What happens when you go over that line? I, I, I've had this discussion, I've told my husband many times to write a book on leadership. Um, is it rank? Is it what is it? Is security it responsibility? Can we hold that, that thought rod there? We're going to go to a break and then we'll be right back. I like this line of uh, discussion. We're going to pick it up here in a Absolutely. couple minutes. Okay. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com. Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist. Ribsbbq.com. 
Looking for hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years. Veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call 505-877-3331. 505-877-3331. Agave Builders is a family and veteran-owned, licensed and insured GB98 construction company. I'm Michael Eustace, along with partner Ron Lucero. We specialize in helping disabled veterans obtain grants through the VA and nonprofit companies to remodel their homes. We can also handle all of your building needs, from small jobs to commercial buildings. We are also a premier American walk-in tub dealer. Call us at 505-385-6680. Also find us at agavebuildersnn.com and follow us on Facebook. to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and you can listen online at conservativetalkabq.com. I want to invite you to email me with your questions and comments. This is how we'll communicate until this show goes live, which will be very, very soon. You can email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. And I'm here with my guest, Coy and Roe. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about how how do you hold things over people to get them to do what you want them to do? And I, this is something I have mentioned before. It's like you, like in New Mexico, we saw all this stuff going over the past couple of years in which these businesses were driven out of business by the tyrant in Santa Fe. And her orders, which by the way, everybody has this idea that her orders are laws, and they're not. Absolutely not. They only have power if you give them power. That's right. You're all right. you have to exactly. do is say no. All people had to do over the past couple of years, all these businesses in New Mexico, if all of them would have stood up unified and says, no, we are not going to close. Right. You are not allowed to do that to us. I mean, think about this. It's like when you run a business, you have contracts. The government is not allowed to force you to break a contract, which is essentially what happened over the past couple of years. Contracts were broken, lives were ruined, people's finances were totally destroyed. I am sure a lot of these businesses that were forced out of business probably lost their life savings, sure. they lost everything they had, they went bankrupt, and now they have no idea what they're going to do. A lot of these people are probably towards retirement age. Yeah. It's like, wow, what am I going to do now? I'm completely broke. 
It's, it's so it's so extremely sad and many of these family businesses were generational you know and yes. and they're built by generations of family members and they did go belly up and it was so unjust and it was very criminal I believe of Governor Michelle Grisham and in her administration but the real breakdown and the real failure lies inside of the local governments because you know whenever you have small businesses in a community um, and they're heavy hand of the state and the Fed are coming upon them, um, you need to have local governments that are willing to have a backbone and stand up and honor their oath of, to their office and protect those small businesses. And that's something that um, I believe that's an area where we failed in New Mexico, I believe. I believe that um, the churches failed whenever the churches all started shutting down because of, of COVID. You know, that shouldn't have been a, that should have been a decision that each church maybe made separately and on their own but to do so corporately under the demands of the government um, I believe that those pastors in churches that closed I believe they need to repent I think mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think that they should have closed I think that those were the some of the hardest times that Americans were going through and we needed when the spiritual needed we needed the spiritual support of our pastors and our churches more th at that time than at any time and those pastors that closed their churches, um, I believe that it was a disgrace. I think they should have kept their churches open. Now, that's only my opinion. Sometimes I'm hated for it, but I'm always willing to share um, what my opinion is. But as an elected official, as a county commissioner in Otero County, I fought very hard against the masks. I fought very hard against the shutdowns. Um, and though I served on a, on a commission board of two other Republicans, there's three of us, um, I was outvoted most of the time. It was, a, I, it was two to one. I would be voted down whenever I wanted to stand up. And most of the time, the response that I had back for the reason why they wouldn't stand up, my other commissioners, is because they would say, well, you're going to put a target on our backs. Well, we're going to have a target on our backs. And you know, if you don't have the skin to walk around with the target on your back in elected office, then you should never run for politics. We should have skin on us. We should be willing to go take any cost whenever you consider your oath to office and the importance of that and the duty that the people have entrusted you to represent them. You should be willing to lay everything on the line and, and go to battle for the people. So to get back to your, to your original thought about that the answer short answer for me is fear every on, on every yeah. level because it wasn't just the churches right, right. fear the the restaurants it was fear fear of some kind of repercussion just That's like right. we were just talking about before the break mm -hmm. you know when when we were talking about being compromised right yeah, yeah. um it's fear and that's what they're, that is the motivation. If I can make you fear that you're going to lose something, you're going to comply. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the problem. Well, you know, I've said before that the, the biggest downfall in America is that Americans have too much stuff. Yeah. Because the more stuff you have, 
the more easily you're controlled. Sure, it's just like yeah. the parable of the rich man in the Bible. Whenever he came to Jesus, said, "What do I have to do to be your follower?" And Jesus says, "You have to do this, 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 and this." And he goes, "All those things I've done." And Jesus says, "Okay, now go sell everything you have and follow me." And follow me. And the rich man walked away with his head hung low. Why? Because he had so much stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that a great stuff, example. You know, you get hijacked by the things that you could lose, and and that's understandable. Nobody wants to lose everything, but that's why we again our county sheriff if our county sheriffs would stand up and say absolutely not state of new mexico you're not coming into my county if you want to come into my county to enforce mandates that i've deemed as to be unconstitutional i will ask you to leave and if you don't leave i will escort you out by force that would be a position that our sheriffs could have that would be the rubber meeting the road but that's something that I didn't see in the sheriffs of New Mexico and during why? the COVID lockdown. About I'm sorry. Fear. It's I, about fear. It's fear. Because, because when they, you're politically, I mean, a sheriff is a political position. Biggest political position we have. Right? Absolutely. So there's fear. There is fear. I mean, there's literally, there's literally people, I've been told by a particular sheriff, sure. I was told, if you don't comply, you lose your job. You will lose your job. Well, they need to be more of worried about losing their job if they don't protect us That's because we can vote them out of office. And whenever right. they stand up there saying, we're going to fight, 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 and then they let the state of New Mexico and the feds roll right into their counties and harass all the business owners and cite everybody and shut everybody down, that's not fighting in my opinion. No, people need know. to understand sheriffs are elected positions the governor cannot remove. That's right. A sheriff. That's and that, right. That, our founders of our constitution were very brilliant men and they knew that we were going to be in the position we're in today. That's why they left our safeguard in the office of county sheriff. That's the heaviest card we have in the deck right now, I believe, is a county sheriff. Mm, you're right. They, they are ruling through fear. And, and it's in, like and and fear, the fear of losing stuff, like we were talking about before the break, losing your title, losing Using your position, position, your yeah. power, your your power exactly, or or like, well, gosh, if I don't do this, then I'll be fired from my job. Well, you know, as I'm a I'm a contractor, I'm self-employed, mm -hmm. and besides doing the radio stuff, I do contractor work, and so I have various different companies I do work for, and they will uh, put out the job, and I'll put in an offer for it, sure. and I'll do it. Well, I. During all of this scamdemic, I had a series of jobs to do at the tractor supply company, and and I accepted. There was there was two offers. There was one for Texas and another one in New Mexico. And it's like, well, gosh, I'll just accept the one in Texas because Texas obviously isn't going to give me a hard time. Well, on like the second one I went to, the one in El Paso, the manager at that store was all woke and and yeah. and, and he was like uh, on a power trip and pushing these mask mandates and all this garbage and uh he said, well, you got to wear a mask. It was like 110 degrees outside, and I was going to be working outside on a lift. He wanted me to wear a mask. I could barely breathe as it was. <laughs> and it's like, no. So ridiculous. No, I'm not going to do that. That's unbelievable. Well, we're talking about a huge contract that was like tens of thousands of dollars that was going to keep me busy for a couple of months and probably put me well on my way to kind of semi-retiring. Sure. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And as a result, I got thrown off the site and I lost the entire contract for the enti entire state of Texas because of this one idiot 
at the yeah. tractor supply in El Paso. And, and the danger of that, and I commend you for your stand, and I commend you for standing strong on your <laughs> principles, but the, 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 the danger is that somebody else came along that was willing to comply yep. right. and got the job that you didn't get because you wouldn't, and pretty soon they're the only ones in business. It's just, it's the same kind of fear that I have with our police departments, you know, mm -hmm. where you have a vaccine mandate that comes down into our police force and you have those that stand on strong convictions on their own personal convictions and they're willing to sacrifice their whole career because they won't get a shot and then but what happens is those people that have good conviction are removed and they're replaced with your door kickers and your you know more the, than just police look at let's take that to a different level look what happened to you know we're all about veterans so sure. look what happened to the people in the military Absolutely. beautiful fabulous careers and because they would not get a shot they get fired they get thrown out of the military and then they're not allowed to even have any of their, I mean, they are a veteran, whether they, you know, were able to get out in some sort of honorable sure. way. But now we're not gonna be able to give them any benefits. They've, they've thrown years and years and years away and yeah. now I'm dishonorably it's discharged so because I won't bad. let you put an experimental drug in my body. I know. You know, the only thing I can say, at least in my, in my, my, my situation, when I did that, and I, I made a decision right from the beginning, no, I am not going to comply no matter what. Yeah. And I haven't. And, but the thing is, you will find that if you say no, there are plenty of people out there that will back you, and there are plenty of other things to do. I, funny sure. thing, I had a, we had a job yesterday we were doing, and we went there, and it was at a T-Mobile call center. Now, let me tell you about T-Mobile. I've got T-Mobile service. I'm not going to have it for very much longer. I'm going to switch to, like, Patriot Mobile or, or, or something like that. Sure. I found out T-Mobile is forcing all of their employees to get vaxxed. Yeah. And the ones that didn't get vaxxed, they fired them all. This call center that we went to yesterday to do some work, we were rejected access because we didn't have Ugh. proof of vaccination. Oh my okay, now, wow. people, you need to wake up here because it is illegal for someone to demand to see your medical records. That's what they're trying, that's what they're doing. They're demanding to see your medical records in, for, in order for you to be allowed to work. That's against the law. Uh -huh. Why does nobody uh -huh. care about the law anymore? Uh -huh. Nobody cares about nobody HIPAA. cares about the HIPAA. My where body, that go? HIPAA, choice. heck, those whoever's in HIPAA, they might as well just walk out because they're doing nothing now. They're not protecting anything. But yeah. anyway, so the thing is, is that's interesting that gives me a little bit of hope is the guy that was working in the the outside office there, which apparently they work under different rules than the people that are actually in the call center. Told, told us that he doesn't go along with this nonsense either and that they have not been able to find anybody to come and do work for them. It's like, good, good, good. I have told numerous companies like this that are woke and are pushing this nonsense, I don't want to work for you. you and go. that's what apparently, which I'm happy to say, apparently a lot of the other people that do the kind of work I do in the state of New Mexico, they're also saying, no, I don't want to work for you. It's about that's how, time. That, that's it's how we can time. make a difference right there is by, by, by banding together and supporting um, companies that support the American way and our freedom and not supporting those that don't. And they will feel it. Look at Disney. Look what happened to Disney stock after Disney took that mm -hmm. crazy pedophile approach to um, their future.
You right. know, their stock dropped tremendously. And that's that's a lot of the moves that I'm seeing from the conservative side is to quit doing business with people that are wanting to destroy you. You know, True. quit, quit buying from Amazon. One of the things about um, historically with conservatives is they they're quiet. Yeah. yeah. You know, they want to mind their own business. Oh, yeah. Just leave me alone. Just, you know. Yeah. But and the other side is right in your Absolutely. face, so vocal. Absolutely. And that's what happens. So the power that we still have is exactly what you said. Power in is the pocketbook. Keeping it the pocketbook. I won't Absolutely. go. I won't support. I won't buy. I won't do this. Because what's shocking, like I said, going back and forth between New Mexico and Texas, I mean, Abbott had Texas on shutdown a very short time yeah because he the felt people it. Weren't gonna he, take uh, it exactly so I would be my husband and I forever in trouble because the minute I cross that border you know yeah. I'm digging up trying to find the dirty mask that was put uh, thrown over here in the glove box uh, where and because and we're constantly in trouble because um, the rules I had to follow here and what's Crazy is, you know, New Mexico history. New Mexico is the Wild West and yeah. rebels. And where are New Mexicans standing up and saying, I'm not going to do this? I, I was just shocked at the level for two years how compliant uh, New Mexicans were. I never, I'm like, I why never, would you do this? Where are you? Where Where is the, the spirit of what we've always culturally been, historically been? Where are the New Mexico um, citizens saying, we're not doing this? Well, even during all of this, when I have gone into businesses over the past couple of years and refused to comply. Sure. And then, they, well, you have to. And it's like, while I'm there, it's like other people are standing around and they're just looking and they're wearing their, they're obediently wearing their yeah. mask. And I'm telling them, hey, I'm not going to comply. Why don't the rest of you take yours off too? And this would all be over. I know. And they all just stood there and it's like, did it, nothing. It, and it's like, here, I'm opening the door for I you. I am willing to take the lead on this. All you got to do is follow me. And they wouldn't do it. Yeah, I tell you, I was, I I was going to go into a Walmart. I was in Arizona in the thick of all of this, and there was a man and his wife walking into Walmart, and I was pulling around in front, and they both had their masks on. Looked like they just came out of the country. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, I said, are they going to make me wear a mask whenever I go into Walmart? And he pulls his mask down, and he goes, nah, they probably won't, and I sure hate these things, and I wish we didn't have to wear them. And he pulled his mask back up, and walked into Walmart, and I parked my vehicle and went into Walmart, didn't wear a mask, was one of the only people in the whole store that yep. didn't have a mask on, and I was never told to put a mask on. It's like people are complying with things that they don't want to do, and they're not even told to do them. They just I do know. them. And when you don't, they look at you and like, oh, my God, he doesn't have a mask on. Look, he doesn't I know. have a mask on. I'm like, yeah, I don't have a mask on. I know, on. you're the bad guy. And you're afraid to have... Their, People are afraid to have eye contact with someone who doesn't have a mask on. Yeah. See, it's the other way around for me. For, it's the other way around <laughs> for me. Is exactly. I'm telling other, you though. Hey, you know what? I, I've been known to have a resting, you know what, face, right? Yeah. And uh, I want you to see that. <laughs> you know, but my yeah. my daughter, on the other hand, she's like, you know, the one thing I miss about wearing a mask, mom. I'm like, what is that? She goes, because I can really look at people and they have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> the the what's written yeah. on my face. That's true. They're looking. I mean, there's but, there's good and bad for the mask. Well, kind of like how. 
how how Hollywood actors they'll go out and they'll wear dark sunglasses and a ball yeah. cap and, and a ball like cap and that kind of and that kind of conceals a lot of their their yeah. emotions. I think they feel like they're hiding behind something when they're wearing those sure. sunglasses sure. and a hat. Sure. But, and and yeah. 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 But the craziest thing about the masks though is we 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 talk about how they affect us and others, but the children is something that I'm the very most concerned about right now because we're we've got we're two what two years into this deal now Over with these two masks years now. and stuff yeah. and so we've had children definitely not mine but we have parents that have had their children in masks since they could walk and we're going to have children that aren't going to be developed because 98% of a child's communication is through facial expressions and whenever they learn how to talk you know you you direct a child to watch your mouth on how you pronounce your words and and you teach them and we're going to have children that aren't even going to know how to smile or frown or or even speak i mean that's those are the kind of social scars that i'm the very most concerned about because we could be leaving scars on our children that are so deep they're dangerous and these are the people that will be running things when, I know. when we're old i know when we're old. It's going to be a dysfunctional generation. I really do think. If well, we there's been a couple of dysfunctional of generations. Yeah. But <laughs> this is going to be the most yeah. dysfunctional but of all. Yeah. This is going to be rough. It's concerning everywhere you look at it. You know, the, the, just, the, there's the no ripple other, effect. The there's ripple. no other option right now than other than we have to jerk the head up on this thing and stop complying with things that are destroying us. You know, I mean, as I said, I serve on a county commission board in Otero County. You know, last month we had a county commission meeting where the federal government through the Recovery Act was going to, is going to award every county employee a $5,000 bonus and every part-time employee a $3,500 bonus through what they call COVID money. And I sit there on my commission seat and I ask during our mission meeting, is this like a reward for government employees enforcing the COVID mandates? Because why is it that only government employees are getting this money? If it's recovery, government employees probably didn't even miss a paycheck. No, you know, they, you know they didn't. So Absolutely. now, so now the government is giving government employees five thousand dollars a piece. And who made the decision of how much each person should get? And where does the money come from? And it's like, and now we're being funded by the very thing that's destroying us: COVID, COVID right. money. Right. It's and like you know that's I just see a fire schools. coming, and it's like run from this. Right. Yeah. And recently, APS put out. Uh, an article in the paper about COVID money. I'm so glad you brought that up. So COVID money being distributed to schools. Well, I know in Valencia County, how is it that there's millions and millions? There's a new COVID director, right? He's in charge of handing out this COVID three-tiered type money. Yeah. Okay, but then I have I have parents and teachers on, on a Facebook page I run saying we desperately need wipes we need masks we need things so where is this money going into the schools how are they being accountable yeah. and how is this being distributed you're and you're getting millions and millions of dollars and then somebody gets a hundred and eight thousand dollar job to disseminate yeah. and 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 pass out this money and follow these compliances but no one can tell you where the money is and how come the teachers aren't getting what they need 
It's unbelievable. It's just a scam. It's just it's was, a complete as scam. Becca said earlier, the scamdemic, you know, it's just uh, it's all been planned out, though. You know, I mean, this deal, this whole covid script, as you mentioned earlier, um, too, about kind of uh, about uh, it's like a bad movie that we're watching. But it's just it's like our government follows scripts and covid from start to finish was a script that was injected into our society through the government. And it's, it's, I was heard that it wasn't supposed to be released until 2025, this whole COVID thing. But it's, plan, it's, it's all pre-planned out, I believe. Well, I, don't you think that they had to step up their plans when Trump was in absolute, office? Absolutely. I was just going to say. Yeah, he was really, right. really throwing a wrench. He was the wild card right. because if, everybody right. thought Hillary was going to take and it, right? And if he got a second yeah. term, they were going to be done. Exactly, yeah. because I think yeah. I agree with yeah. what you say. It was yeah. going to come later yeah. when Hillary was done with her eight years. Yeah. That's when yeah. this was going to happen. Yeah. And then he just threw a whole he wrench did. in the game and because they, they used fast. this to unseat a duly elected president all the way down to other duly elected um you know, right. politicians that, that got in there. They, but and, you know, I'll there even make a, a prediction. Yeah, go ahead. I'll make a prediction not only countrywide but New Mexico wide, because Michelle's worried. She mm. is worried. I, I, hope I, so. I know so many Democrats that'll say, I don't care who sits there, I don't want her there. Dangerous. An un, an uninformed voter is a dangerous voter, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So I predict that something's gonna happen here real close in October, where they don't want people walking and going to the polls yeah. in person. Yeah. There's gonna be some restrictions, some new variant coming out. Oh, there's because already talk got, out there about another have variant. To. And and the more that we talk about things, the more Audrey talks sure. about mm -hmm. the Secretary of State and and what a job, you know, the current one did. Um, there's got to there has to be something injected to prevent people from doing what we're asking them to do go out there vote get educated on and understand who you're trying to elect in office and and put that check mark next to somebody because Absolutely. if all else fails what will they do they'll just dump in the fake votes like they did yeah sure and that's what we and have on the, on the local level. That's what we have to try to protect the most. I, in Otero County, I'm very proud to say that we're the first county in the state of New Mexico that, uh, that engaged an audit on our 2020 elections. Um, we had Professor David Clement and his wife, Erin, have come to kind of lead the, the audit investigation. We've done canvassing in our neighborhoods, which have found massive fraud with vo ghost yeah. voters and such. Exactly. But the most developed and breaking, and I haven't even shared this with Becca's. Um, recently, I, just a day or a couple days ago, I spoke to David on the phone, and we've been looking at the Dominion machines, and it's come to find out through our investigation that Dominion has scrubbed their machines, the data banks in their machines. Dominion is legally obligated to keep that data on record for a certain amount of time. Sure. So we have a problem. And we're going to have a special meeting on Monday in Otero County. And we're going to address this with our county clerk. And we're going to bring Dominion voting accountable to the law. And I pray that we can change the way we vote in Otero County and not be so dependent on a system that I believe is corrupted. And am I, am I correct, Coy, that getting rid of, I know this was 
mentioned at a, at a county commission meeting for Sandoval County that getting rid of the Dominion machines would be too costly huh. just to go back How, to do it. I don't and, even and understand what I that don't means. understand what 52, that means either. I'm telling you what the cost is in regards to Dominion is a 53 million or 52 million dollar contract by the state of New Mexico and that equates whenever you do the math to $12,000 for each registered voter in New Mexico. That's what that 52 million dollars equates to. Okay. So we're paying Dominion Voting Service $12,000 for each registered voter to do nothing more than just tabulate the votes. That's all Dominion right. does is count exactly. the votes. You can go to Walmart and buy a tabulator. Yeah. We don't need to pay $52 million for machines to count our votes. No. We can do that ourselves. It's worked for over okay. 200 years. Hey, guys, we're, uh, we're, that's the end of the first hour. Perfect. So we're going to uh, get into the second hour after this break. And after the break, I'm going to be talking about the 2000 Mules movie. And then we're going to take an inside look to the DC Gulags with Koi, and I think it's going to be a fascinating second hour, so we'll be right back.